the gospel had encapsulated his whole life. Bakanje as it all was born in Belgian Congo, which is now the Democratic Republic of Congo. His year of birth is not entirely known, but he was born around the late 1880s. And his early childhood was tough. He had to work from a very young age as a bricklayer and on the farms. But it was while he was working that he first heard the Christian message preached by these Cistercian missionaries. At the age of around 18, he accepted this Christian faith and he became a Christian. It said that he was able to encapsulate the Christian faith so much that it had a mark on everyone who really encountered him. Uh, it said that uh, his faith was clear to all, that he carried a rosary in one hand and a scapula around uh, his shoulders. It said that he was mild in temperament, respectful by nature, and the only honesty passed his lips. As a Christian, he went on to uh, take every opportunity to share his faith with others. He would actually seek out opportunities to be able to share that faith with other people. And he did it with such joy and conviction. He didn't have any formal education in sharing the faith of other people. He didn't have any formal training in theology. But he had such joy and zeal for the faith that many people thought he was actually a trained catechist. And a catechist is someone who hands on the faith to other people. And that is what he did. He led people in prayer. He brought people to the Christian faith. Many of his, his acquaintances and friends became Christians as a result of uh, him sharing the faith. Bacanza also had a great love for Mary, Jesus's mother. And he would walk around uh, with a rosary in his hand, praying the rosary, spending time with Mary. And this love grew and expressed itself in the rosary and in the brown scapula that he wore. It was this twofold love of Mary and Jesus that would lead to great trouble for Baganja. Many of the plantations in Belgium, Congo at the time were owned by uh, Belgium colonists. And many of the uh, people that came from Belgium to be supervisors and plantation owners and farm owners were avowed atheists. They didn't like the Christian faith and they didn't like the Christian missionaries because the Christian missionaries stood up for the rights of the native people. At the plantation where Bakanja was working, the supervisor was an avowed atheist and he didn't like the Christian faith and he didn't like the fact that Bakanja was sharing the Christian faith with other people. And he persecuted Bakanja. On one occasion, Bakanja asked for leave to go and see his family, to go and visit them. And the supervisor refused this. And he told Bakanja to remove the scapula that he was wearing and to stop preaching the Christian faith. And Bakanja refused to comply with the supervisor. Then on another occasion, the supervisor became so enraged at the witness of Bakanja's faith that he launched himself at Bakanja and he tore the scapula from around his neck. He had him beaten, he had him chained, he had him scourged uh, to the point of, of near death. And then he, he banished him from the plantation to hide in uh, one of the forests. And the plantation's inspector was, was on the way to the plantation. And as he was on the way, he discovered Bakanja. When the supervisor heard that, uh, the, heard of the discovery of Bakanja, he became so enraged again that he tried to kill Bakanja there, right in front of the inspector. But the inspector himself physically defended Bakanja from death. The inspector took Bakanja to his, his own home and cared for him. 
and he wrote this uh, harrowing account of how he discovered Bacandra and the condition that he found him in. It's, it's horrifying to hear how brutally beaten he, he was. And Bacandra told uh, the inspector, if you see my mother or if you go to the judge or if you meet a priest, tell them that I'm dying because I am a Christian. The white man did not like Christians. He did not want me to wear the scapula. He yelled at me when I said my prayers. The missionaries that originally uh, preached the faith to Bacandra came to minister to him. And what they found, uh, what they discovered in Bacandra was incredible. They found that the gospel had encapsulated his whole life. So when they told Bacandra to forgive the supervisor, that he should forgive the supervisor, Bacandra said he already had. And when they said that he, when they told Bacandra that he should pray for the supervisor, Bacandra said he already was. He said, certainly I shall pray for him. When I'm in heaven, I shall pray very much for him. So after being brutally beaten, scourged, chained, he was able to forgive the supervisor. And it reminds me of what happens with Christ as he is scourged and as he's dying on the, the cross, he says, Father, forgive them. Bacandra received the last sacraments for this journey in life and he died as he lived, praying with the rosary in one hand and the scapula around his neck. He died on the 15th of August, which is fitting as it's the solemnity of the Assumption of Mary into heaven. So it's a, a double celebration, celebration of the woman who Bacandra loved so much, uh, Mary, his mother and our mother, and it's a celebration also of Bakanja and his Christian faith and witness. So what does Bakanja teach us? I think three things stand out for me. The first is that zeal and urgency to share the good news, the Christian faith with other people. Bakanja was only Christian for about two and a half years and he achieved so much, leading so many people to the Christian faith, teaching people how to pray, and he did it with such urgency and zeal, seeking out opportunities to share the faith with other people. The second is that you, you don't need to have a formal education in theology or in the Christian faith to begin to share the faith with other people. Bacanche didn't have that formal education, yet he set out to share the faith with joy to other people. And it was that desire to share the faith that actually led to the conversion of so many people. So we can all start here. We can all start now to share the faith of other people. And we should do so with an urgency that people may come to know this, uh, this Jesus who Bacanja loved. And the third is the power of Christ's forgiveness. The supervisor didn't see Bacanja as a human. He saw him as an animal. But Bacanja looked at the supervisor with the eyes of Christ. And he was able to forgive with the forgiveness of Christ. He was able to look at the supervisor and see not only a human brother, but a brother, a brother to be reconciled with. And Pope John Paul II at the Mass for the Beatification of uh, Bikanja Isidore in 1994, he, he put, it, put it really well. He said, in an Africa that is sorely tried by ethnic strife, Isidore's shining example is an encouragement to harmony and reconciliation among the children of the same heavenly father. 
you showed brotherly love to all, without distinction of race or social class. You earned the esteem and respect of your companions, many of whom were not Christians. So blessed is the martyr of the Holy Rosary. Pray for Africa. Pray for us all.